Hey everybody, it's Jim Mallard here. Welcome to the Mallard Report. The Mallard Report is recorded in front of a live virtual audience on the Duck Pond. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, live. Mallard.com. M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. One more thing before we start. Let me turn it over to my friend that you may know from Ancient Aliens and the Curse of Oak Island and many other things. Robert Clotworthy. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. Hey everybody, it's Jim Mallard here. Welcome to the Mallard Report. The Mallard Report is recorded in front of a live yeah, virtual audience at so Duck Pond. Tuesday no, nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, live. Mallard.com, M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. There we go. I thought I fixed it so it didn't loop, but there it was. One more thing before uh, we start. Let me turn it over to my welcome friend Amy you may know from Robertson? Ancient Aliens. Did I say that right? I feel like I, I did many prepare enough things. for it. Robert Clotworthy. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the show are so there still, or am I just going to play this intro? And not necessarily by the podcast.com. Got a lot of technology. Is it working? Cross my fingers and hope that's the last time we hear that for tonight. Good grief. I think we're working. It's just, maybe I'll blame myself for keep clicking it and trying to get it turned off so it wants to play. No oh, worries. Some weeks I don't get it, and some weeks you're getting it five or six lately. times. So, oh, I'll blame. Let's see. Well, we're we're not talking about conspiracy, so I can't blame the government tonight. So, uh, <laughs> um, Amy Roberts Robertson. Robertson. How do you say your last name? I, I totally looked over that until I just until Robeson. I went to say it. It's kind of like uh, Robertson, but Robertson. 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 Kind of like how <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not at this point in the evening, but uh, oh, so how are you doing tonight, Amy? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having doing? me. Oh, not that again. Yeah, so um, I've been having spiritual summer all summer long, and so you're almost the last guest. I've got Germantown Runner coming on next week to wrap it all up and talk about all the guests we had, so you're kind of the last official guest of spiritual summer. And so for the listeners out there who know know the show and know me for a while, know that I couldn't go all summer long without talking about meditation, which is something that changed your life. Absolutely. I love meditation. I think it is one of the most. I don't know if there's a weird delay for us. um, So I apologize if I just cut you off. Um, Yeah, there's a weird delay. We're going to figure it out. So um, meditation for me is one of the most powerful spiritual tools that anybody can have. Um, I found meditation when I was in a dark place the second time in my life. Um, And I cracked my tailbone for the second time in my life. I was walking with a limp. I was in excruciating pain. I already had the desire to start meditating. And Um, I went and searched out a meditation teacher because my whole identity was ripped away when I had my accident and I moved away from my career to be with my now husband. And so I had this desire to start meditating. And at the time when I started meditating, I was in chronic pain all the time from cracking my tailbone. Um, I've been in chronic pain for over a year. And when I started meditating, um, my life really started to change in all sorts of different directions. And I started having um, really strange premonitions and visuals during my meditation. Um, That's not a prerequisite, but that can happen for some people. And um, for me, meditation is one of those key tools that allows people to have the understanding of what God, universe, divinity is trying to share with you to change or to answer the your prayers. And we got to make space for that. Okay, so help me out. What, what does this meditation mean to you? 
because I try to be quiet and peaceful and all this mindfulness stuff. Yeah. Well, let's define mindfulness and meditation are two different things. Meditation, mindfulness can be practiced all throughout the day, being mindful of your words, being mindful of your reactions, um, being mindful of your space, being present, things like that. And meditation is taking a pause and going within. That does not mean you have to stop your mind from thinking. Um, meditation is giving the opportunity to make space. And what I mean by making space, it's decompressing the physical body, decompressing the emotional body, decompressing the spiritual body. We are constantly being bombarded by things. And when we make space, we can actually hear or um, find peace within to the answers to our prayers. Also, when we are meditating, it allows our we we're able to make new neuropathways in the brain. We're able to sleep better. We're able to function better just by taking, and I'm not a big strict person where this is what meditation has to look like because there's all different forms of meditation. My thing is, is if you only have one minute to close your eyes, take 10 deep conscious breaths for one minute, that's better than doing nothing. Um, but if you can work up to 15 minutes, that's awesome. If you can work up to two 15 meditations a day, that's even even better. But it, you got to start somewhere. And I tell people, you can make time for anything. If you're scrolling on social media, if you're watching TV, if you're doing things that aren't serving your highest good, you can take time out and just set a timer. Go to your car, close your eyes, and allow yourself to decompress and go within because you get such great clarity when you end up doing that, even if you don't feel like your mind's shutting off. Because a lot of times people are like, well, I have monkey mind. I don't think I'm doing it right. So I don't want to do it. And you don't have to have your mind shut off. We have tens of thousands of thoughts a day and they're not going to stop because you decide that you're going to want to meditate. It's most importantly, you just have to redirect your thought when you notice that you're spiraling down a thought that doesn't serve you while meditating. So just try to think of nothing, which seems radically no, different. Not necessarily. Right? Is that what you're trying no. to get me to do? Nope, nope, nope. So no, you don't have to think of nothing because that's kind of hard. Because then the second you hear someone say, think of nothing, you're like, well, I'm thinking nothing. I don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking of. So then you're obviously thinking of something, right? And so for me, I love mantras. And so mantra or an affirmation is something I will come back to if my mind starts to wander or a sound or a prayer, and it can be anything. So it could be, I am love or love, 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 or you can do like a root sound where rum, rum, rum. And by bringing your mind your monkey mind back to a sound or an intention or a mantra or a prayer, it stops yeah. the loop and it allows you to redirect and refocus and recenter. And so the object is not to think of nothing because it's it, we're human. We're, it's, it, it's impossible to think of nothing. It's more about getting centered and focusing on the breath. Is that helpful? Yes, of course it is. Of course. If anybody, like I said, if anybody listens to the show knows that I've taken years worth of advice and still struggle with it. So that's okay. We're have gonna, you tried mantras or have you, have you tried like a prayer or like a mantra or anything like that whenever your mind starts wandering? I do have a prayer that I do listen to kind of on a loop, but it kind of is annoying. I need to find a better recording of it. Yeah. So guided visualizations, those are all great. Um, and you can play with it. I go through different phases where I want to listen to just um, instrumental music or um, where I want to listen to a guided visualization or I want to listen to nothing. But no matter what, whatever I notice, my my thoughts start to drift, whatever I'm being guided to say in that particular moment or in that particular chapter, sometimes I'll have the same mantra that I say for months and months. Sometimes it's years that I say the same mantra. Um, 
I will just trust what I'm getting. And so for a very long time, my med- my first meditation teacher taught me this prayer and it's a very long prayer, but it really helped me center. And that is the pure white light of God surrounds me and protects me at all times in all places. Um, now I say that prayer that the pure white light of creation surrounds me at all times and all places. I am blessed and I am loved and I'm a miracle. And I'll say that prayer to my daughter before she goes to bed at, at night as well. And so you can have it super long or super short and simple where you're just saying love or whatever it is that you're focusing on. So let's say you're wanting to focus on peace. You can say, I am peaceful. I am calm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's totally different than the things I say on the road. You have to separate the two of those. <laughs> That's a totally different, yeah. Driving is but crazy. Mentioning the road, though, there are opportunities. There are opportunities though when you get into the, on the interstate and you kind of get going, and your mind kind of separates. You're still driving, but you have those. I call them thoughts, and I'll I'll start because I have this wonderful new car that will allow me to text voice messages to people, mm-hmm. and they'll start getting these. I know one of the people is listening right now and he hates it because I'll start bombing him with ideas and message, you know, one after the other while I'm driving. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but it's that we get into very a weird state time. when we're driving. When we, yeah, when we drive. Yeah. So have you ever like driven where like all of a sudden you're driving and then you're like, wait, how did I get here? I don't even remember making those turns. And it's because we are such amazing machines that our subconscious takes over while we're driving because it already knows the route. It already knows where to go. And it allows you to start thinking or going into kind of a, it's, it's a hypnotic state. We get into a hypnotic state even when we watch television as well. And that's why it's so important that or watching something on social media. That's why it's so important to be mindful of what you're watching because it, it, it's a hypnotic state that we get put into and we start programming ourselves. And so when you're watching certain things, is it serving you? Does it serve your highest good? And is it allowing you to evolve? Because if it's making you scared or making you nervous, making you anxious or stressing you out, it doesn't serve your highest good and shouldn't watch it. So, but yeah, you get into a hypnotic state and that's where a lot of people can get downloads or divine inspiration while they're driving or in the shower or something like that. So I love that you, you get in, that's probably more of your meditative time that you're getting those downloads. Yeah. I was going to say, at least it comes out positive. Most, most of the time, I can't say they're hundred percent accurate or worthwhile, but you know, sometimes, so hitting it on the. 90%. I mean, that'd be a baseball hall of famer hit to 90%. So we'll be good. Um, I want to say hello to all your, all your listeners and all my listeners on the duck pond tonight. It seems everybody's well engaged and well on the way. And then I, I can't help, but I see you're called the crystal crystal queen. Easy for me to say, you probably got it nailed. You probably say it all the time. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about crystals and how they interpa- impact their lives in ways, because I used to wear a hematite wedding ring until Ooh. i broke it and i bought another one and guess what i broke it so i i stopped Ooh. because after two i realized that that hand contact that i make with everything is not best for me because i was worried about getting a piece embedded in my finger but nevertheless so yeah go i'm gonna so show you want to celebrate it because when you break something you break a habit you break a pattern and so when you broke that, you're breaking something, even though it was something sentimental, we want to celebrate those things. So um, crystalline energy, we're the, the earth is full of crystalline energy. We're full of crystalline energy and the crystalline energy supports us in our ascension or evolution and waking up the crystalline energy wants to um, support us in so many different ways. There's so many different types of crystals out there that have been, um, I'm going to say propagating within the earth for thousands and millions of years. And then we go and dig them up and there's little light beings inside of them that want to support us and want to help us on our journey. And it's up to us to give them a job and to ask them how they can support us. And then they will support us. I use the crystalline energy to teach my Akashic Records students how to open up their Akashic Records. 
Um, I use crystalline energy, crystals and crystalline energy to clear my energy. Well, I'll do healings and activations with crystalline energy as well. I love infusing crystalline energy and anything and everything that I can do. I've been collecting crystals since I was a kid. My mom's collected crystals since she was a kid. My grandma's collected crystals since she was a kid. So I've been around them my whole life. Sorry, one of my chatters just popped up something inappropriate. And I was about ready to laugh in the middle of your answer, but I didn't. I mean, it's, it's, it is funny, but it's not funny. Um, they try to get me to laugh at times. So, um, so crystals. Okay. So, but there's different, uh, gemstones and all this other thing. Are we lumping them all together or just crystals? Uh, gemstones are the same as crystals. We're talking about the same things. We're talking about rocks is what we're talking about. Um, it doesn't matter okay. if it's polished or not polished. It's, they're all rocks. They're all crystals. They could be okay. pretty, they can be just small, they could sure be all, big. Just to make sure we're all on the same page before I ask this yeah. next question. So what's your favorite crystal and why? Oh, it just depends on what I'm working with. So right now I would say my one crystal and energy that I'm calling in a lot is the blue, blue diamond. Um, but I love selenite, black tourmaline, amethyst. Um, selenite's one of the most powerful crystals for clearing. It acts as an infinite number of light strands and it will um, move through your energy field. If you're watching this on video, I'm holding up a selenite um, stick. Um, it just really depends on what I'm work working with and why I'm being called to, to use it. Um, I think black tourmaline, I think hematite's one of the most powerful crystals too, because it brings spirit into matter. Um, meaning if you're wanting to manifest something, it will bring spirit into matter and assist you in manifesting that very thing that you're wanting to manifest. It also is one of the one a great crystal to balance all chakras in the energy field and within your system so that it can bring light into them and bring them into balance as well. Yeah, so I'll tell you my, my, well, before the ring, I had a piece of it, just a little polished piece from, a, you know, one of those gem stone things. They have them all, you know, mm -hmm. and I just picked it up and I bought it and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I shoved it in my pocket and forgot about it, right? Well, I paid for it. Let's be honest, folks. Yeah, I did pay for it. <laughs> before that rumor gets going around, good grief. I could already see the blog post on the internet. So Jim Ballard stealing gemstones from a dealer. No, not true. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so and then I, I carried it around for months and then I found the ring and I'm like, oh, okay, well, ring would be cooler than this rock and ungodly, ungodly uncomfortable rock in my pocket. So I went to the ring and then, like I said, I broke, sat, well, at least two of them. I think maybe there was a third one that I, I started with and then I realized that, you know, I need to back off breaking these things. Because, well, even though you said there's positive intention, I also realized that, you know, this would be an expensive addiction that I had uh, after a while. Yeah, so you can um, always try a pendant or like even like a like a, a bracelet. So like if you're not comfortable with carrying it around in your pocket, um, you can always do a bracelet or a pendant. That way, like you don't have to worry about banging your hands or fingers or anything like that. It's funny you say that because then I bought a, a cross necklace, right? I wore for god probably a year and then i gave it to somebody and they sent me a picture the next day because they were wearing it and it burnt their skin Ooh. i was like Ooh. was the metal burnt their skin no the, was the, the hematite burnt the hematite no. interesting fascinating i was like i guess there was a reason i gave it to you well, sometimes there's um, certain metals within within certain crystals or certain minerals within it. And so I'm wondering if she had like an allergic reaction to something that was within the hematite um, because that can happen. But I have no idea. We're, we're, we're going to have the more the more spiritual answer. I just attached a demon to it before I gave it to her. Unknowingly, I hope. <laughs> oh God! Uh, no, the crystals they'll, you get they'll me in trouble tonight. You're not even trying. <laughs> so the crystals, 
they can, I've had crystals where like I'll hold them in my hand and where I'm like hosting a retreat and I'm doing activations and I can literally feel them cracking and heating in my hand because of the energy that's being transmuted through them. And so they can heat up. They can also get really cool. Um, I haven't seen anybody's skin get burned, but I've seen really strange things with crystals. Like, so anything's possible with a crystal. Oh, so German Time Runner wants me to ask you, have you heard of the legend of the crystal skulls that have been found? He's got quotes here, so I'm going to use them. Found throughout the world? Yeah, the 13 skulls. Yeah. The, I'm assuming um, that's what he's talking about. So go ahead. Yeah, what, what do you think? So there's a theory, and um, I'm not well-versed in the theory, but I know of, of the theory. Um, there's 13 skulls that are meant to be together in order to create a particular energy. Um, I would highly recommend people, if you are not familiar with skulls, to not mess with them. Um, it, they, they can, um, uh, if you're not good at protecting your energy or understanding the importance or the, um, implications of working with such a such a um formation every crystal it, its formation like let's say like an egg um they all hold certain things and skulls you want to be very very careful of of who you show and the formation that you put them in because they they act like computers all crystals act like computers but when you put the skulls together um they create a particular energy and you want to be very protective of them uh so with that being said be beware and don't show everybody if you have crystal skulls don't show everybody your crystal skulls um make sure you're cleaning them all the time um but there's there's a theory that um there's 13 skulls out there and they're downloaded with particular information that are to support humanity So this question popped up here, and I'm going to ask it because I mentioned just kind of randomly picking thing up, not going to Google and doing all this research and other thoughts about it. So sh should people do that based on just I, I'll use the frilly word vibration, or should they do the do the research and study what kind of stones they're picking up? So typically, if you go to a crystal store and you are like kind of like what you were talking about, you just found one, you liked it, you put it in your pocket and you continue to carry it. That stone was meant to go home with you. And so typically, if you're drawn to a crystal and you're walking around, let's say a store and you haven't put the crystal down and you even forgot that it was in your hand, that crystal usually wants to work with you. Um Sometimes you might like have a, a dream or a meditation or you see something online where like, ooh, I really that that I'm supposed to be working with. Um, they'll just start kind of speaking to you or you'll gravitate towards them um, in terms. The only thing that I was just saying, beware of the skulls, because that's more working with the skull formations is more of an advanced practitioner thing. And that's why I'm just like, just be careful, um, just because not everybody's meant to be playing with crystal skulls. But all the other crystals are good. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, almost. <laughs> well, there's some there's some oh, some interesting um, ones that you can get at different oh. shops. <laughs> so you, you have a podcast, Awaking of Say that again. <laughs> well, depends on the person who, uh, anyways. I'm not getting in trouble. I'm not getting in any more trouble than I already started. So, you have a podcast, Awakening with Amy. What made you decide you wanted to do a podcast? Oh, you know, it's interesting. I actually um, got a download in 2016 to start a podcast, and um, I actually made two episodes, and then I got some really bad advice on not to do it. And then it's just been sitting on the back burner, sitting on the back burner. And last year I was like, it's time. Like I, I've been being guided to do this for quite some time. And I want to, for me, I just want to share different spiritual truths and perspectives and have a place where 
people can gather and feel like they're a part of something. They don't feel like you're alone. Because a lot of times when you're going through an awakening, you can feel really lonely. You can feel really scared. And in our society now, we're not in community as much as we used to be. And so having a place for people to gather is really important for me so that they can have a safe place to explore their spirituality without any judgment. And that's really important because I think that a lot of times um, some people don't have any anybody with around them or within their community that they can talk to about those things. And it's just a nice place to share things about mental health and spirituality and the awakening and all that other things where they, they can know that they're not alone, which is really important. And I, it's available everywhere. Fine podcasts are available. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. I stream it everywhere. I have a YouTube, I, I'm on YouTube as well. And, um, I have it on my website, the All the podcasts are there. I think we have already 120 episodes, 121 episodes. <laughs> We're chopping a little bit, so that's why I'm looking at you funny if you're wondering. I know. Let me see. Is is there something I can do on my end? Let me see if I can. I'm not sure yeah. if it is on because, you know, it's the computer. And uh, okay. based off the intro playing five or six times, I'm just going to blame StreamYard tonight um, because <laughs> why not? I know. There's always this like weird also, delay, but I I switched the, the definition. Maybe that help, will help. <laughs> I also um, will blame the, all the kids being home for the last couple weeks of summer vacation. So I'm sure there's a few Netflixes going on at the moment in my house. So that might be part of the problem as well. So <laughs> <laughs> the last push to watch everything they wanted to watch all summer. So we'll blame that for sure. Um, no, I bet you the bad advice you got about doing your podcast was don't do it. Just off the record. Um, yeah, it was, it was, if you do this, everybody else will profit off of it and you're not going to, it's, 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 you're showing everybody else's stuff. And it was just, it was really bad advice. And I wish I wouldn't have listened, but you know what, in hindsight, I, I have so much to share and I have grown so much since 2016 and it just is what it is. I made that decision then and I'm happy I made the decision last year to just rip the bandaid off and go full force and do it. And it's just been so much fun to share and, and talk and share things, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I, I got the same advice too early in the days. And guess what I did? Well, I won't show you what I did, but there's a, a gesture. Back to driving. <laughs> Think about that. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh, German Time Runner. He's on fire tonight again. I mentioned he'll be on next week. So he's probably preparing himself right now for this because he likes talking about these type of things. Um, what's your thought on the Ouija boards and have you explore, explored them along with your crystals? Um, I am not a fan of the Ouija board. I think that opens up you to very bad spirits. Um, I have had some friends share some really scary, crazy, wicked things that have happened. Um, that's not my thing. Uh, if, if it's someone else's tool and they've gotten great things out of it, that's great. But it's, it's really not my thing. Um, so um, I'm not, not my thing. <laughs> As, as listeners of my show will know, I, I'm not a fan of the Ouija board because it makes you spell. And I'm a horrible speller, so it's just no good for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I, I remember it as a kid, but I'm just like, mm, I always thought no when I was a kid. And um, even I was talking to one of my friends and uh, his friend had one and she had all sorts of really bad things happen within her house. And like, I just trust my gut when I get a no on something, I don't do it. And um, I've always gotten a no on that. And, um, and then I've heard other people tell me things that have happened with it. I'm like, yeah, no, not my thing. <laughs> so I've got one more question but I, I have a bunch of other ones but one more wrote down so we're gonna finish my list before i get in too much trouble um 
because I don't I know how this all goes if I don't pay attention to my list and ask everybody other questions I'll be mad later. Uh, you have a, a course about animal spirit guides. Yeah. So talk to me about that. Yeah. I'm interested. So go ahead and lay that so out. So the animal spirit guides have been around forever and ever and ever, but they are really coming forward. I I find in the last like couple of years. And not only are they coming forward, they're wanting to support us in different chapters of our life. So animal spirit guides come there. You, you always have one main animal spirit guide throughout your lifetime. And then we have other animal spirit guides that come in either to just share a message with us, to be a part of a chapter, to be a part of many chapters, or we can also call upon an animal spirit guide for a particular thing. And so let's say you're wanting to shed your skin and you're wanting to just be renewed and have a, maybe like a Kundalini awakening. Well, you can call on this snake animal spirit guide, or let's say you're wanting to um, really get deeply connected into having more Fun. You can call on the dolphins and having more play, 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 playfulness or sexuality. You can call on the dolphins for that as well. Um, the animal spirit guides, for me, they usually end up showing up in meditations. Um, I'll usually have one or two that will show up and it usually will have a particular meaning. And then um, they'll show up for a particular time and then they'll they'll just appear. Um, and I love it because the animal spirit guides are also coming in right now and really residing within people's chakras to help balance them too. So how do you, you call them in? I'm just trying to figure out the process here because yeah, well, so, we'll ask um, a second question here in a minute about the duck. We're going to get to the duck here in a minute, everybody. I know everybody wants People are asking about ducks. <laughs> um, so for well, um, I have duck pond. my last name's Mallard. Whole thing. No, I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you about the duck because I have a, a a great story about the duck. So um, one is they might just show up, or if you are wanting to. Um, let's say have a particular thing come in, you can literally just call, call them in. So you can be like, I want to call in the wolf or I want to call in a bear. Um, or like the, the animal spirit guide will just kind of start showing up in a weird random way. Um, and I'll, I'll give you my, my, my duck stuff. So I was, um, meditating and a duck showed up in my meditation and then uh, I had a photo shoot and we went, we ended up going to this lake or whatever. I've never been there before. And then all of a sudden, all these ducks started following me around. And so it was like, ooh, I just had this in my meditation. And here's these ducks that are following me around. Like, clearly there's a message here. And then later on, my uncle called me and told me that he had a, a dream about a duck as well. And so there was all these little duck things that were coming up. And oftentimes, sometimes it will be like if a duck shows up, it might be like you need to get your ducks in a row or to, to stop working so hard. <laughs> um, there's many different reasons why a duck might show up. Also know that just because um, it's written on the Internet or in a book, about what the meaning of, of each particular spirit animal is, if that doesn't resonate with you, that doesn't mean that why that animal is showing up is that particular reason. Because you might have, um, so my husband and I, we have this joke. It's not a joke, but it's, it's more of this like cute little thing that we say anytime we see like, um, a dragonfly. We always say, Hey, Keely, that was our dog that passed away. And we always say that she turned into a dragonfly when she passed away. And so there can be different symbolisms for different spirit animals that make no sense to anybody else, but they make complete sense to 
you. Um, the main thing is, is to trust. And then to also, you can also meditate and ask for guidance or use another spiritual tool to have the deeper understanding of what that particular spirit animal wants to share with you. And you can simply ask it too. Which is, which is good because um, obviously I'm not getting too much dolphin energy here in Western Pennsylvania, just for the record. No. <laughs> that we can call them in, I guess. I didn't start my thought right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have another animal point, but I don't know where it went. I guess we'll be back to that here in a minute because um, serotonin levels are well, happiness. How do you said med meditation can make you happy? What else? What else can people do to become more happy, more successful, more all those good positive things that we all want? Yeah, so this is all about nourishing your soul. And so finding reasons to laugh um, can make you happy. And I'm I'm a big believer in approaching life with childlike wonder, meaning don't take it so serious. We're meant to be children, even as adults. And the more that we give ourselves permission to play and explore with childlike wonder, we can allow those happiness juices to increase, but also being a part of community. I think that, like I mentioned before, a lot of people are lonely. And even though we have all of these amazing tools to connect, it's also um, a hindrance on connecting with people on a human level. And so being out in community, making new friends, or um, being a part of something, and that could be volunteering or, um, calling up a friend just to check on them, like being a part of something's really important. Uh, other ways that you can increase happiness is doing things that you enjoy. But most importantly, way, easy, simple, free way to increase happiness is go outside. Creation is in everything. And when we get to go outside, nature heals. And the more that we're outside, the more that we connect with nature, the more that we connect with trees, the more that we're going to be happy as well. But doing something outside your comfort zone will also make you happy too once you go outside the comfort zone as well. After you're done with it, not while you're doing it. Well, not the fault yes. <laughs> of doing it. After yeah. you're done with it. Yes, after you're done. After you get through the, <laughs> the uncomfortableness no, of it. Nobody likes to think. <laughs> I was watching this fun video yesterday of this girl. Because that, that's on. important. Though. That, that's how you find success. Say that again. Go ahead. That, that oh, I was... Go ahead. That lie caught me. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> You're watching a video. Go. So the I was watching this um, this video yesterday on social media and this guy had this free a sign that says sing sing with me for free and he's playing music and this girl walks up to him and she's like i really want to sing but i'm really really nervous and he's like you could totally do it and you can tell she was nervous but she was having fun even though she was nervous and when she was done she was glowing absolutely glowing because she sang in front of a bunch of strangers and had complete fun doing it, even though she was nervous. Because a lot of times people often mistake um, excited energy for being nervous. And she was really excited to do it with a mixture of nervous energy. But ultimately, there was more excitement than dread or nervousness. Like she was super excited to do it. Otherwise, she wouldn't have said, yeah, let me go try that. Yeah, I've run into that too, where you're so excited, it becomes nervous energy. Yeah. Which makes you second guess everything out of control. So I feel that. <laughs> um, oh, very important question because I know, again, I'll forget because I'm staring, looking at the clock and we've got about 20 minutes left. And I know we're going to talk about something here and it's just going to spin out of control. And uh, anyways... Where can people find you, um, connect with you? Oh, you've got a bunch of classes and events. And uh, yeah, Go ahead. You know so what I'm asking I, for this podcast host. <laughs> I have a free event coming up on August 21st where I'm going to talk a lot about the Akashic Records. It's a really fun event. It's five days. 
And then I also do free readings and free healings after the weeks after that as well. Um, if you go to my website, theamyrobeson.com, theamyrobeson.com, um, and you go click on uh, gifts and events, you'll see the Soul Evolution Masterclass series there. You can go to uh, my website. I have a ton of free healings and activations and meditations. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, I think it's Amy Robeson on YouTube, uh, Amy.Robeson on Instagram, and um, Awakening with Amy Robeson. We have a Facebook group as well where I do a lot of stuff in there too on Facebook. So Seems like you're well liked on Facebook because I see all the comments of people making over here. So yes. that's good. <laughs> I love Facebook. <laughs> um so what what's okay? This is the worst question to ask me, but what's next? I feel like you've you're bubbling towards something here. I what do you, am, where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? I guess I am. I'm getting ready to write a book. I actually started writing it. So I'm very excited about um, publishing that next year. And um, I have a really big, um, I just signed a really big contract with the big project for next year that I'll soon be making an announcement for. Um, but my ultimate goal is to be an author. Like I just want to write books and share things with people and, um, invite people to recognize their greatness and their um, ability to heal themselves. And so I'm, I'm super excited for what's coming next. And um, I'm super excited for this next chapter because I feel like next year is going to be very different than this year or any of my previous years. Um, and I'll see where it goes. I'm big. I'm a big person of um, just follow the energy. If your heart says yes, do it. If your heart says no, don't. Um, and if you're making excuses and avoiding it, you got to take a pause and take a step back and figure out why you're avoiding it, even though your heart's saying yes. So we'll see where, where, where it goes. Which is very accurate because I, I've, well, anyways, a lot about me tonight. Um, have you ever worked you with any so returning funny. combat that's with crystals that might be able to... <laughs> that Combat vets and crystals that might help them with the issues they might be experiencing. Easy for me to read questions tonight. Yeah. So a um, couple crystals that I really love for um, PTSD, um, even like women with postpartum, anyone that's like having a hard time just in general, Lar Larmar is a really great stone for that. Um, it's L-A-R-I-M-A-R. -A -R. Um, that's a really awesome stone. Emerald is also a great stone. You can get it in a tumble. It doesn't have to be like a high quality gem that you get at a jewelry store. It can just be a little tumbled stone. Um, emerald is a great stone because it really helps connect you with your heart and helps um it helps open up the door to new possibilities. And what I mean by that is if you've been in combat or you've had a traumatic experience, you, you have the tendency to shield your heart and protect your heart. And so if we can open up the heart, you can open up the floodgates of love. And those floodgates of love will protect you and love on you and let you know that you are safe and that you are um, divinely protected. Another crystal for, um, for that is going to be any sort of heart crystal. Um, I love kunzai, uh, rose quartz, or morganite. Those are all three different pink crystal stones. And those are going to assist you in connecting with divine love. And those are going to um, open up the heart as well. And then one more that I'm getting to share. Jaspers, Jasper stones. It just depends on what, there's many different types of Jasper. And so if you go to the uh, a crystal store and all of a sudden you're connected to a, any sort of Jasper, get it. Because that, that particular stone is going to 
support you. Uh, but Emerald and Larmar are going to be my favorite stones for, for anyone that has uh, PTSD or postpartum or just struggling with mental health in general. So this question comes up because I see a bunch of people congratulating you on the potential book. I've got a new project that I'm unofficially announcing right here, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, so you mentioned <laughs> <Yeah>. mantras. <laughs> you mentioned, well, I, I already have it planned for next week, so I'm not going to. Yes, so, I, and, I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> no, stay tuned. Um, I might tell you after the show, but I'm not going to. Yeah, tell I'm you looking else. forward to it. Because, <laughs> you know, deals are deals and all this other stuff. Uh, so you mentioned mantras earlier. We both kind of have new projects. So we should just say we want to be whatever. Or is there something more? Yeah. So so you can say, let's say, for so for example, with, with a book, I could say I'm a successful author. I'm a New York bestselling author that has sold millions of books across the world that has made impacts um, beyond my wildest imagination. So you want to say a mantra as if you've already had it. There's a mantra that I used to say when I was in my previous career. And I love this mantra because I really do think it helped me to set up for my business because I didn't even know what I wanted at the time. I was just saying this mantra and that was money flows to me easily and effortlessly. And I've created the perfect business for myself. And I would say this all day long. I would get stressed out. I would say it. I would say it on my drive on the way to work. I would say it while I was um, doing my makeup or I was fixing my lunch or whatever. I would just say this mantra over and over. And when you say a mantra, they say that if you recite it 10,000 times is when you really embody the truth of it. And so am I counting how many times I've said it? No, because I've just become obsessed with it where I'm just like, saying it over and over and over again. And it breaks the loops that are happening in the subconscious mind and the conscious mind when it, you don't have time to be thinking about something else. It's breaking the loops of something where it might you might be playing in the background, I'm not worthy, or I can't do that, or how am I going to do that, or whatever it is that your mind is saying to you that mantra, that affirmation changes it and it changes the script of your life. And it sends these signals out into the universe and it says, hey, this is what I really want because we're multidimensional. Even though human time is linear, it's already happened. It's already coming your way. And so you have to believe it in order to, to attract it. So I'm going to date myself with this joke, just for the record, for all the Young people in the chat room, you're gonna to have to Google this, but I'm gonna say it. Just now, I'm kind of killing it now. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> I'm glad you got it because I didn't want to have to explain it. Oh god, I'm not even that old. I just watched it at neck at night. Anyway, anyway, anyways, my girl watching the um, radio. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Uh, did you have a teacher that helped you understand the world of crystals? Crystals. Ugh. So I have many different teachers and my um, Reiki yoga teacher is who really ignited and um, assisted me in seeing crystals in a different light. Again, I grew up with crystals um, but my mom didn't work with them the way that I work with them. Um, she, she would, she's very attracted to them. She'll hold them. But like, I take the, I take practicing with crystals and playing with crystals to a totally different level. And I showed up for, um, a Reiki level one course. I've never met this woman in my life. I just, my friend said she was going and I said, I had to go. Cause I got that full body. Yes, I need to do it. And I didn't know what it was, but I had to go. And I walk in and she has this gigantic altar and it's just full of crystals and there's crystals everywhere. And I'm like, Oh, I love this. Like, I need to know more about this. I need to know what you're doing with these. And um, we would use crystals for Reiki session and hands-on healing sessions 
And um, I remember the first time, like I really held a crystal and I could feel it vibrating and speaking to me. And it was that particular teacher that like opened up my eyes to what else crystals can do besides sit on the shelf and hold energy in a home. Um, and it, it's, it's really fun to look back at it because I didn't think I had any crystals and she came to my house and she's like, Amy, you have crystals everywhere, but you know, you don't think about these things until someone else comes into your world. Cause I, I was so familiar with them. Like they've been around me my whole life. So I just, I didn't, I didn't have what she had and I wanted to understand them more. And it was really fun. It has to be fun when you get your eyes open. Speaking of Ricky years, Oh God, years ago, I guess. Because the show is new, so that has to be 12 years ago. I was sitting around the table with a bunch of my paranormal team members. And um, the early days, so it wasn't an iPhone, but it was still a cell phone. And he's like, here, hands me the phone. All right? I'm like, who is it? He's like, just talk to the person. Like, okay. This is normally what I do. Talk to strangers all the time. Okay. So he's like, so you have some pain in your shoulder? And I'm like, excuse you? What What? What in the world? You know, like... <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm a Reiki master, and your friend asked me to talk to you about something. And I said, and that's what you came up with, <laughs> right? Like, he's like, yeah, it's true, though, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I mean, right? So it was kind of a feeling each other out a little bit because I was just, well, like I said, I was just handed the phone and told to talk to the person. Like, I had no idea who I was talking to. So it was yeah, kind of no weird context to have that experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah with, with long-distance Reiki and understanding, it was just weird. But it was good. It was wild, right? I mean, I guess I'm glad there wasn't a much of a conversation beforehand because you, you kind of get skeptical when you hear those things. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've got this energy on the phone here that wants to talk to you about something. <laughs> okay, sure. So. <laughs> yeah, it's 18. It's um, fascinating to think about the. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I, I was going to say, go ahead. Great, you're but... on something. I was just ready. I think it's great that your friend just called up a, a healer for you and was like, hey, he's having problems. Talk to him. <laughs> so sometimes sometimes we need that intervention. Sometimes we need that intervention. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I didn't realize it must have been must have been more obvious to the world than it was to me, because like, you know, you can kind of just not tell people and just kind of, especially shoulders, right? You don't limp or anything, nobody sees it. So it was kind of weird. A great crystal for shoulder pain is blue kyanite. Blue kyanite. Blue kyanite, like if you just hold it or you put it on something, it just kind of, it zaps right through it. Um, and kyanite is spelled K-Y-A-N-I-T-E. Yeah, I think I could spell that. Maybe if I reread those notes later. <laughs> My handwriting has got worse and worse for the years because of technology and that's saying something because it was never great no. well that means you just need to um, journal more uh oh now you're pushing your luck we were trying to get me to meditate <laughs> actually I have thought about it uh, actually it's funny you mentioned that because it has been on my mind for the last um, couple weeks at least Kind of just kind of jotting some notes, you know, nothing, nothing great, but kind of just the reflection on the day, so I can start remembering. Yeah, I got because, a, I don't know. I, just I got a new know. iPad, and there's a you can get like a like a a film, like a sheet protector that you put on it, and it feels like paper, and then you can get the eye pencil, and you can write in notes like as if with handwriting, and then it'll convert it into text for you. So. If, if you're wanting to start writing more and then you want to actually read it, you could also do something like that too, Jim. <laughs> well, we'll try. That's all I promise any of my guests. I'll try to do something better and different. Um, is, oh, Kent Ward wants me to ask you, is there any good crystal for the entire body that hurts all the time? Oh, um. I'm hearing for her smoky quartz. Smoky quartz has, um, it creates an energetic grounding cord into the earth and it's a grounding 
a grounding crystal. Um, that's a great crystal, but for, if you're having just a lot of chronic pain in general, um, any sort of water element crystal is really helpful in terms of, um, kind of helping to decompress the body. Those are, um, rose quartz, kunzite, um, uh, what I, I'm seeing a blue crystal and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Um, it will come to me, but it, what you don't want is a big fire element crystal. So you don't want to work with like citrine or well, carnelian to her because I'm, I know she is so. So, um, the avoid fire crystals. This is not medical advice. So again, I'm not getting myself in. Yes. No medical advice. No, 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 no. Um, crystals are not supposed to offset medical advice. I was going to say, I was going to say Vicodin. So, you know, that was going to get me in trouble because that is medical advice, but I'm not a doctor, but yes, you're right. <laughs> I told you you're gonna get me in trouble tonight. I don't know what I, it is, but we're I I like um I personally because I've dealt with a lot of chronic pain in my life, and so for me, um lipidolite. Lipidolite is a purple crystal stone and it's a water element stone. It goes back into the heart because everything the heart bridges the inner and outer world. And so um, lipidolite is a great stone to offset um, any sort of chronic pain. Um, but for the person that actually asked the crystal, I heard black um, smoky quartz for her. Lipidolite? Is that what you just said? Because I think we gapped lipidolite. a little bit. Lipidolite. Lipidolite. Okay. Like purple. I said, I just I want to make sure we got it. I don't think I have anything next to me, like handy. Um, I have it's usually a lot of It's funny because you have purple in your background, though. Is that, that is purple, right? On the painting behind Yeah, you? it is purple. Um, that's amethyst. Um, this is, oh, I do have a piece of lipidolite here. So this is the kunzite. This is pink, but it's a raw, raw stone. But this is lipidolite. And you'll see that it has white in it. Sometimes it's all purple. Sometimes it's a lavender color as well. Um, but lipidolite, oh, I love lipidolite. When I was pregnant, I had an awful pregnancy. This was like my go-to stone. Like, because um, I was just in a lot of pain. And this is the thing that really got me through my pregnancy. I'm glad it worked. Because those awful pregnancies are off. Oh, wait. That's, that's redundant, Jim. You don't have to say that. Um <laughs> Just making sure I got, because you mentioned your course earlier. I want to make sure I got that mentioned. Um, just trying to make sure I have all my, my you know, cheap cheap promos done. So I just want to make sure we got all that. Okay. So we've got less than two minutes left, Germantown Runner. Calm down. Less because you're lagging. So anyways, um, it's time for the famous last question around here. You ready? I'm Prepare ready. for this? Yes. It's the hardest I question hope so. <laughs> It's the hardest question I'm going to ask you all night. What's your go-to breakfast? Oh, I am a lunch kind of gal for breakfast. I will eat a cheeseburger for breakfast. I will eat steak for breakfast. I do not want breakfast food. I want meat. And I know that I'm kind of opposite of most spiritual healers and things like that. I, My body, my genes require protein and require animal protein. Otherwise I don't feel good. And so, um, lately I've been making actually that's kind of breakfasty, but cause it's eggs, but I've been making chorizo and eggs. Um, and that's one of my favorite things too, but anything that has to do with meat, but usually a lot of times it's a burger. I know that's odd. <laughs> that make you a night owl though? Because I, you, I am a morning food. person. I was trying to give you an easy out here, but apparently you're not going to take it. No, I'm a morning person. I just, I don't know. I don't, I feel like um, 
I like, you know, the sweets and all that stuff, but like, I don't feel like it has sticking power. And so a lot of times I just want like a normal lunch for breakfast. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you in a second, but I got to play this outro music. So we're done with the live show part. So hold on. It's the Mallard Report. Yeah, the Mallard Report. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been a good show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Take a few moments, subscribe, share, all the fun stuff. You know how to do it. I don't have to tell you. Just uh, be ready for next week. It'll be sooner than you think. It's the Mallard Report. Yeah, the Mallard Report. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.